This is Father Kevin Hale with a homily for the 33rd Sunday in Ordinary Time, the 17th of November. I remember very well the first time I went to Rome. I was in my early teens. And in those days you could arrive by car on the road leading up to St Peter's. And I remember we had driven all the way down from Milan and then finally following the route of the Tiber River, suddenly before you is the amazing sight of St Peter's and the Vatican looming up ahead. I've never seen anything as wonderful before and I can say since, even in our great city of London, the sheer beauty even to this day is breathtaking. Jesus is doing something similar with his disciples in the Gospel. They're simple fishermen from the countryside and they stand in front of the temple of Jerusalem with him and they gaze up at all its splendour, the facade gilded with costly stones and votive offerings, without a doubt the most magnificent thing they had ever seen. In fact, it was referred to as one of the wonders of the ancient world. It was the very centre of their religious life and consciousness, the most sacred place on earth. Therefore, we easily understand how important this place was for them, like St Peter's is for us. But then the shock, as Jesus almost brutally tells them that the day will come when everything will be destroyed. This was a full assault on the entire Jewish establishment. But more than that, Jesus is predicting apocalyptic times. Now, apocalypse is Greek, meaning uncovering, rather in the same way that the Latin equivalent, revelation, an unveiling, means a taking away of the veil. Something of great significance is being uncovered and disclosed to us. That is, the full significance of the resurrection of Jesus from the dead and what the implications are for us. So the readings and the prayers at this time of year are full of references to apocalyptic events, the disintegration of the world, the destruction of earthly temples, the resurrection of the body, life everlasting. To prepare us for all this, the Church asks us to adopt an attitude of purification. This need for purification in our lives is something even those without any religious faith see as important. In detox regimes and other body pampering therapies that have the aim of trying to restore our bodies to a more healthy, natural state. Our spiritual nature, our soul, needs this too, and hence the evolving over the centuries of those spiritual exercises which have the aim of bringing body and soul into a healthier state, a more perfect harmony. And our Catholic faith is clear on the need for purification. It's achieved through penance and mortification during our life, and after death, this purification is called purgatory. And this is often a misunderstood place. It isn't some kind of lesser hell, but a place of mercy, love, and desire for God. It's a reality which also reminds us to pray for our loved ones who have denied the faithful departed and to pray for them constantly. The Catechism of the Catholic Church says, as for certain lesser faults, we must believe that before the final judgment there is a purifying fire. He who is truth says that whoever utters blasphemy against the Holy Spirit will be pardoned neither in this age nor in the age to come. 
From this sentence we understand that certain offences can be forgiven in this age, but certain others in the age to come. The teaching of the Bible, together with the teaching of the Church, tell us that something monumental is anticipated. We live after what Jesus has done and before the end of the world. We live in what has often seems like apocalyptic times, but we're actually living, if you will, in the in-between times. In the resurrection of Jesus, an earthquake has occurred that has shattered and undermined the foundations of the world. The church therefore says to the world, to every person, get out of those old buildings which are damaged and begin living in the new world. We live in those in-between times, between the earthquake of Jesus' resurrection and the definitive arrival of the new world. So the readings at this time are a description of what life is like in these in-between times, as indeed St Paul does in the Epistle of the Mass, reminding us that we have to work in order to keep ourselves on earth. This message is a threat to the old world, which Jesus has come to wipe away. It's a message that threatens the world in which we live, and the Church, as the messenger, gets persecuted for preaching it, because it's a message which the world and its rulers don't want to hear. Therefore the instinct, kill the messenger, kicks in. The Church will be persecuted as long as she speaks the liberating words of Jesus Christ. We know that of all the Christian centuries, the 20th century was the one which had the most martyrs, which is hard to believe. But as the church grows in strength and numbers, so do her persecutors. So how should we live during these in-between times? Jesus himself tells us, I myself will give you an eloquence and a wisdom that none of your opponents will be able to resist or contradict. You will be betrayed and put to death, but your endurance will win you your lives. We have a simple task in these in-between times, which is to speak, preach, teach, and live the gospel with courage, the saving message of Jesus Christ. And we do it with the authority of the Lord himself. The power of the old world cannot overcome us. So we have courage, despite wars, despite earthquakes and persecutions, and despite the rulers of this world with all their plans. The simple task is, Announce the gospel, the teaching of Christ and his church at every opportunity. We ask Mary to assist us, as mothers do, in striving for perfection and encouraging us not to flag in the race for the prize, which is eternal life. Let us pray. Grant us, we pray, O Lord our God, the constant gladness of being devoted to you for it is full and lasting happiness to serve with constancy the author of all that is good. Through Christ our Lord. Amen.